Hello and welcome again to As Newborn Babes and we are on episode 11, The Provisions for a Saved Life. This is part 4 and we read Second Peter and chapter 1 from verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, there are three provisions in this fourth verse of Second Peter and chapter 1. If you look at it, you see that it says that by this you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped. Now, having escaped. So, the first provision there is escape. Escape. The second one is the promises through which all right, you are able to express your deliverance from the corruption of this world. And the third provision there is the divine nature. So the escape, the promises, and the divine nature. Three provisions for your saved life. You will see that in this verse, you will see that, you see, this verse 4 that we read ends by highlighting the reason for receiving the promises and partaking of the divine nature. The reason why you have promises in the word of God and the reason why you are being enjoined and exhorted to partake of the divine nature. You know, it says that by this you might be partakers of the divine nature is that it says having escaped. That's a done deal. That is an established fact. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So you see, salvation itself means deliverance. It is to be saved from an outcome or an impending danger. And the outcome in this case, the danger is this case, is the danger of an eternity without God, right? Going to a hell that was created for Satan and his cohorts, all right? And you must know that hell is a real place just as heaven is a real place, right? It is the will of God for you to receive the way of salvation so that you can be delivered from the impending wrath that we cast many to hell. And of course, these many are those who reject the provision of God for salvation, many who refuse to, uh, to, 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 to continue to uh, walk in their salvation. And these people will find themselves, you know, as occupants with the devil and his court in an eternal lake of fire. So this salvation is a deliverance from sin. Your new life is a deliverance from sinfulness and corruption that is in the world. You see, the new life is not just a cliche, it is a real experience. It is new because it expresses a change, a transformation, a deliverance. Now, this corruption in the world that you that is, a, is part of the fabric of the world system you are in as you go through your daily life, go through your job, relating with people, relating with family members, there is a corruption in this world 
world that is activated by lust. Alright, so let me quickly unpack that. Corruption in this world, talking about the fact that you are living in a world of sin. And Jesus was praying in John chapter 17. I do not pray that you take them out of this world, but I pray that you will keep them. It will not take you out of the world just because you have given your life to him. You will still remain in this world that you keep seeing, seeing all around you. But God is going to, you know, do a miracle by, you know, ensuring that if you cooperate with him, even though you are in a world of sin, you will not be contaminated by sin. You will be righteous. And that is just to prove a point. To prove that the righteousness of God that has been wrought in your life is a righteousness that is foolproof, that cannot be thwarted, penetrated or affected by the corruption of this world. Now, the second aspect of it is that it says that having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So that, that's the matter. The corruption in the world is outside you. Is what you see. Is the temptations that come at you through the various gates, you know, the five senses through which information or stimuli reaches your, 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 your person. Now, we have the second issue, which is lust. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Lust is internal. Lust is speaking about that which is susceptible to the corruption in the world in you, right? And you must understand that even though you have been delivered from sin and you are now a child of God, there is a memory of sin that is still inside you. And that can become lost if you do not allow the Lord to deal with your life thoroughly. That's why the promise of our discussion today is that there are three provisions God has given you. He has given you an escape. If you are saved, you have that escape. He has given you promises. Through these promises, coming into the word of God, you see promises that tells you what should be your experience. And through them, you are able to lay hold of the reality of the experiences of this new life. And number three, you have divine nature. So which means that having been saved, your new nature is meant to be the nature of God, right? And the lost which I have spoken about as the memory of sin in you must be overridden by the divine nature. And how does that happen? The, uh, David was praying and said, creating me a new heart and a right spirit within me. In Ezekiel, the Bible talks about, you know, God removing the uh, the the hard the hold hard heart of sin and replacing it with a new heart a heart of flesh when there is a transplant there is an exchange of your heart then what the, what happens is that the memory of sin becomes um becomes neutralized right so don't forget it says having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust that memory is still there because you are in this world. So which means the, the capacity for you to be tempted, the possibility of temptation is there and the memory of sin is still there in you and it is called lost. But it is neutralized by the new nature that has been that has begun to work in you because you have a new heart. 
if you don't continue to walk according to the dictates of the new art, what then happens is that your memory of sin, which is lost, is awakened. All right, it is it is it is brought back to life, and that that lost be, becomes a sensor that is attracting the corruption around you, and you then become susceptible to temptations, and you find yourself falling into sin. So take note of these provisions. So this this. So we are we are seeing that um, you have been delivered from this corruption in the world, and you have also been delivered from your old nature and how it functions. You know, it functions through the lost in you. But if you cooperate with the process and you allow the new heart to be established in you and you don't walk in disobedience because walking in, dis in disobedience will reverse the equation, will reverse the process, and the new heart is gradually gradually reverses to become, you know, hardened again, and that reawakens or, you know, ignites your, your lust. Now, let's move on. This is, this positional reality, all right, this positional, positional reality of your deliverance, of you being escaping the corruption in the world, it connects you with the promises which are statements of conveying and activating the realities of your new life. With these promises, you will never fully... Now, without these promises, without these promises, you will never fully know the gravity and entirety of your, of your salvation. It is as you positionally engage the promises of God to you that the divine nature becomes established, becomes manifest. Now, partaking of the divine nature conveys the idea of experiencing what you have been given. It is the idea of unwrapping the package of your newness of life. As you have seen, you must escape first. You must have been saved from sin first. You must have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior first. It is after you have escaped from the corruption of this world now that you will have the possibility of a new heart, a heart that responds to God, and then the lost that ought to be the attraction, that ought to be attracted to the temptation to sin, it has been deadened, all right? It has been deadened. It can no longer be, be drawn to sin because what is operating in you is a new heart. So the question I must ask you is, have you escaped from the corruption of this world? Are you saved? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Now, it all begins by salvation. If you are not saved, just go to the Lord and receive this offer of salvation. And if you are saved, you then need to continue in this salvation. Receive these provisions. Receive the certainty of your salvation, of your deliverance from sin. Then begin to read the word of God to locate promises that speaks about what then happens in this new life and how to handle the challenges of recurring feelings or dispositions to sin and then the divine nature is established in you. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for everyone who has listened. Lord, I'm asking that you would do a quick work. You will cause each one to truly be saved. Those who are not saved, Lord, let them 
come to the foot of the cross and receive your salvation so that they might escape. And having escaped, Lord, that they will begin to lay hold on your promises to walk in the newness of life so that they can become a testimonial to this generation that it is possible to live by the divine nature, to live based on the divine nature of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.